I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Cabby Richards. And for those that are listening to this podcast for the first time, glad to have you. Hope it lives up to your expectations. Uh, I've been trying to get my guest on the podcast for quite some time. This dude is on the road 10 or 11 months of the year. Plays in a sport where it basically encompasses an entire calendar year. It's one of the rare sports that do that. So the windows in his schedule are very, very small. But we found some time. And before we get to our conversation, a quick reminder to score big on game day for you and your guests with Subway Catering. Choose from our delicious piled high sandwich platters or go all the way with a custom-made giant sub. Visit Subway.com to order now. Subway, where winners eat. Some orders may require 24-hour advance notice. And now, my guest joins me on the phone. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. The last time I saw this man, we were standing on stage at his Roundage Race for Kids event. We spent the evening playing a bunch of fun games in like a decathlon-style event for his foundation. He had a bunch of friends from the world of sports on stage, Olympic gold medalists, musicians, other athletes, and a couple of TV guys. Uh, And with him as the ringer for his team, he was the tallest, the leanest, the most feared right arm in the entire group, in the entire competition, and he did not rally his team to victory that night. So I tripped him endlessly as a result. It was the second such event, and I think this one raised... And he'll correct me if I'm wrong. 130 grand that night, which is extremely impressive. He's a very impressive young man, and I'm happy to be joined by the future number one seed in the world of tennis, Milos Raonic. Welcome to the Cabby Presents podcast, sir. Thanks for having me, Cabby. Is, wait, was it two or was it number three? The, the what? The, the race for kids. Second. That was the second. Don't, don't you remember how you sort of called out my name? We <laughs> celebrated, and they were like, "Oh yeah, by the way, you didn't win." <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, it was the old pump fake. It was a pump fake. And yeah, he, well, and, and, I, I jumped, and you probably drew, drew a foul from it, too. <laughs> right. So, uh, okay, the second one. The first one, uh, yeah, the first one was at Maple Leaf Gardens, and I, I met uh, I met uh, Jeannie Bouchard. It was cool. And the second one, I, I gave you the old pump fake, and then you lost. You yeah. lost. I'm, I'm sure you're not used to losing that often, and certainly not at your own event, because you won the first year, right? Or no? No, I still haven't won. <laughs> Dude, you're 0 for 2 in your own event? I'm 0 for 3. Oh, for, I thought that was the second one. No, we, we've done it together twice. The oh, you first were time, Yeah. The first time, my team didn't win either, you know? I, I need to... I need to get it together. Do you need to call? You need to get Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's the wedding ringer. I'm sure he could be like the charity event ringer as well, and just get him 
in the mix. I'd love to have that guy. He's really funny. Um, I want to start with the most serious question first. All right? Yeah. What color is the dress? Is it white and gold? Is it pale blue and gold? Or is it blue and black? Royal blue and black. The correct That's answer. That's all I see. I have, I've heard people say different colors. All I can see is royal blue and black, and it just everything else is just mind-boggling to me when you look at it to hear the other things. Well, the, I was on Wired, and uh, Wired had three images, like three images all together, and the one in the middle is the actual image, and it's pale blue and gold. So the one that you saw is not – It's so basically they're saying the science behind it is the way that your brain interprets the colors and the, and the light around the object. You know, the light comes in, the retina processes the information, sends the optic nerve to your brain, brain processes it, and then you see black and blue. Other people see white and gold. Um, but when you see this thing on wired, you see all three. You're like, oh, okay, I see all three different variations of this of this yeah, dress. It's, it's crazy. I think the craziest part of it all isn't the colors of the dress. I'm, I think the craziest part of it all is how the colors of a bridesmaid's dress, if I'm correct, can take off and be the most viral thing really? beyond the weekend across the world. What are you talking about? I thought, aren't all brides... Oh, sorry, you said bridesmaids or like the actual bride, her dress? No, no, no. Just the fact that a dress like that, just a storyline like that can blow up. Yeah, that's crazy. It's uh, The dress is... Um, Sold by British retailer Roman Originals, and it appeared on Tumblr last week. And, you know, sometimes, like, because I have a little bit of a conspiracy theory, uh, theoretic element to my personality, I'm like, what are they What are they not telling us right now? Like, they're like, hey, look at this over here. Look at this hair. This is dress. And meanwhile, on the other side of the world, some real, like, atrocities are going down or some real shady business is happening on Wall Street or with the Illuminati or something. But, like, hey, we're watching these two friggin' llamas cross a highway for, like, four days. We're talking about the colors of this dress. with this, And it's kind of ugly. If you saw a girl wearing that dress just, like, in the mall or walking down... You know, uh, I guess for you, you're in Vancouver right now. So walking down Robson or when you're in New York, walking down Broadway, would you like, would you even notice the dress? Do you think? Um, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's because it came up through the internet. I would, ne- I would never stop, take a photo of that and be like, Hey guys, what color is this? <laughs> I recently asked, um, I, I'm 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 shooting uh, the segment for Bar Down, and uh, it's about like grooming. And one of the questions I asked a, a bunch of hockey dudes is, um, "What do you think the first thing women notice on a dude when she sees him for the first time?" Hair and shoes. Hair and dudes. That was a deep inhale. Like you really. I don't, I don't know which question. one to pick, you know? It all depends where the uh, where the eye line starts, you know? It's got to start at the bottom or up. Ah, the question right. is, how do you look for somebody, bottom, uh, bottom up or top down? Right. I guess, I guess you look top down, right? I guess isn't that how we scan, like, scan things? Well, from my height, yeah, it's pretty much going <laughs> to start top down. Dude, how tall, are you 6'3 or 6'4"? Six five. Six. I hate you so much. I hate you. Yeah, so it always it always starts top down. <laughs> so what do you think? Okay. So then, okay, uh, conversely, then what do you notice on a woman as she's approaching you for the first time as you're just walking around? Um, 
Smile, I'd say. Yeah, smile. but what is she? But how many how many times are you walking by a girl and she's smiling? Like yeah, but that's the thing. I think that's the most appealing thing to me when somebody is smiling. I think that sort of is the most attractive thing because that person, if somebody isn't the type of person that smiles, can can they really you know make you smile all the time and that kind of stuff? So seeing that is always is always a plus. Okay, but listen, listen. I know you spend time. You spend time all over the world, okay? And I, yeah. and I get that. So, but like, if you're walking down the street and you see someone approaching who are like is like thirty meters away, like the the chances of a person smiling. If you walk past one hundred people on any given day, one hundred women, over the course of a full day, you like the number of women smiles probably under ten, and that's pro- that's probably like a lot. Dude. I agree, but that. But seeing somebody smile does draw you to that person. Okay, fine. What but what, what about the other 90 women, Milos? Give me the other 90. Uh, I don't know. Those numbers aren't in the favor of my theory right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Okay. Uh, to, to me, I'm like, hmm. I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the face. Because you can't see the other side. So I'm gonna, I look at the face first. Face and then... I guess I start top down. I don't really look at a woman's shoes ever. I mean, I notice, like, if I see a dude, I'm going to look at his kicks. And then if he has fresh kicks, I might even say, man, those are dope or those are clean. Uh, but but uh, but a woman, I'm never going to look at her, her her shoes, her boots, or her sneakers. I mean, if, if she is wearing, if, it, if a girl's walking by and she's wearing chucks or, like, a pair of, a pair of Jordans, I'd be like, wow. Like, I, I might comment. I'm like, those are pretty dope. But other than that, I'm just staring at the face. So where do you start, though? Even those that girl that's walking by with the with the Jays or whatever. Yeah. Where do you start? What do you see first? I, I start with the face. I, well, I guess on the face, I go uh, probably eyes. But like as you know, I mean, you travel all over the world, so it's like it could always be summertime for you. Women when they wear sunglasses, man, you just—I mean—they look dope because you know they either the rocking aviators, which is my favorite lens. Or they have those oversized lenses, which I'm just like, it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Because you can't really trust it. You don't know what the eyes look like. They could be bloodshot. They could be sometimes a girl's eyes are too close together. Could be like, um, I don't know, like they could be, a girl could be tired. Or, you know, just you just never know. So they always, girls always look dope when they're wearing sunglasses. So I look at the eyes. I, I I can see that, but then when when do you have the time to notice the notice the kicks? Uh, well, dude, my, my eyes were quick, man. Like, I'm 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 a creeper, dude. I just yeah, but- I, I scan quickly. Like, you know how how long it takes a computer to register a barcode? Like, if you're at Loblaws or something, and the and the lady at the checkout is like scanning your items, boop, and then it pops up on her screen. That's how long it takes for me to just do a, a top down. And I look here. Here's what I do, Milos. I like. In the distance, I check them out, but then when they get close, I don't look. I don't look because I because I I've looked and the girls not looked back before, and I just feel like a chump. You know what I mean? You walk past, you're like, oh man, this girl's hot, and you look and just want her to look over and and connect eyes, and she doesn't, and you just feel like you lost. I mean, it probably doesn't happen to you much because you're six five, so women are gonna be checking you out. But for me, like a a, a pudgy bastard just walking down King West or, or Queen Street in the at any time, not even just the summertime. I don't like taking those L's.
But then how do you know if you got that look back if you don't look at her when it's when she gets close? I'm just going to I'm just going to assume she's not looking. Girls really aren't in the, into in the business of looking at uh rhinoceroses. They like lean jaguars like you or uh pumas or you know the, the rhinos unless unless a girl is into bigger dudes like unless girls are into chubby chasers, then I got a shot. But uh you know and the, but you know if you're walking down a crowded street and sometimes you might just catch that little side glance. You're like, oh, nice. And then, you know, sometimes when I walk with one of my boys and you pass a girl that's, like, particularly dope, like, you just got to you – you, that's when I'll, like, I'll turn around and be like, man, that girl was legit. And then I'll just sh- share that moment with my boy. And then we'll just keep it moving, go into the mall or wherever. So you'll, you'll, make, you'll make the look back. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll give a girl the look. And if she's looking back, I'll, like, I'll give her the smile. Like, yeah, you earned it because – you're bad yeah, as but hell. Are you going to chase her down? No, I'm not going to chase her down. Listen, there's th- this is how the world works. Like, you might, if you're in your home city, you will always run into that person again. Even if that person's from out of town, the girl could be in town from Chicago or be in town from England or France, you're going to see that person again. And, y- like, it may not be that day, but it's going to be shortly thereafter or, or whatever. It, you're like, I always find that I just run into people all the time. Don't you? Like, you must run into people all the time. Or, well, see, it's different for you because people know who you are, but you may not necessarily know who they are. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but Toronto's a big city. Listen, I'm not chasing anybody down, first of all. I mean, there's a time where I would, but I'm not chasing. I just know that I'm going to see that person again. I'll see that person on a patio. You know how crazy patio season is in this city. Or I'll see the person out. Or I'll end up at a pre-drink at a friend's I think, place. I think you're leaving it all up to chance too much. You got to step up and you got to take that opportunity. Listen, I'm a man that believes in coincidence. All right, I'm you not... gotta, you gotta, like I said, those smiles are important. You gotta carry that <laughs> smile a long way. Well, if the girl's smiling at me, well, there's, there's like then, then maybe I'll, maybe we'll have a conversation. But like. If you see, 10... so you are chasing her down because no. you're taking a look back. That means she's already passed by. That means you, you, to have a conversation, you're not going to scream twenty feet in distance. No, I'm definitely so not going to yell. You're, at you're making that move to get closer within conversation reach. You're not. You're not. You're not shouting. Listen, but Milos, I, your your ratio is one to ten. For every ten women you see, one might smile. For me, it's like one in about five hundred. So that's not a like a regular occurrence for me that a girl is smiling, walking hey, my direction. I believe you're completely wrong, but isn't that more more conviction to take advantage <laughs> and try to capitalize? See, see, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Yeah, I see. I see what you're doing, and it's and it's and it's well played. And, and that you know that one in five hundred chance will probably be when I'm with one of my boys, and the girl will probably be looking at my boy DJ or looking at uh, RT. Uh, or looking at our Nigel, like one of those three dudes who I'm just walking down the street with. Actually, you know, it's funny. I had a, that happened to me like a year ago. I was walking down King Street with one of my dudes and this girl, she was actually smiling. And then as uh, I approached him, I'm like, oh, I recognize her. We started talking. And then she said, as we were saying goodbye, she's like, just to let you know, I was looking at your friend, not you. And, then, and my boy D was like, oh, I'm like, see, that's exactly how I'm taking losses. So those hurt my ego. As a rhino, rhinos, even though we have thick skin, we're sensitive, man. We're sensitive, Milos. So you got to capitalize on those smiles. So what do you do? If you're, you're, seeing, smi- you're seeing smiles more often, are you turning around? Are you going to engage the young lady and say what's up? 
No, I'm not. I'm not really necessarily uh, in the moment engager. I've. Uh, I got a girlfriend. I'm happy. Okay, so. yeah, but but you haven't always had a girlfriend. You're still a you're still a red blooded male. Okay, you still have testosterone in your blood. Okay, it's in there. We we're born with it. So you just can't you can't you can't smite your DNA. I'm just you got you got to engage it somehow. <laughs> you got to you never know what can happen in a moment. That's true. Hey, it's it's like that in sports. It's like you get those you get those little calling signs you gotta step up <laughs> okay wait so has it has it have you ever have you ever taken that leap where you're like this girl smiling like in you know in like 2005 or 2010 or 2012 some other time in the past where you made that leap and then you were wrong about it like you you, you start you want to engage a girl and she totally just shut you down yeah but in 2005 um uh, i was 14 years old. I didn't have the courage to do that move, but maybe in 2010, 2011, yeah. You know, you step up, you try it, you get you get bombed, it hurts at the moment, but <laughs> hey, there's always that friend that has a theory if I step up 100 times, I'm about to hit the ball once, right? <laughs> That's a really optimistic person because if you it's if it's 1 in 100, you're batting 1. But when you have that friend Aren't you always a little bit like wishfully thinking, I wish I could do that? I, no, I'm the friend that's encouraging my boys to go do it. I'm that dude. But then you're not the guy that's chasing down that smile. No, but I don't, no, but I told you already, I don't chase down the smile, Milos. I don't, I'm not I'm like, I chase like, down the eyes when you get that <laughs> look back. <laughs> I like never get the look back, man. If they if if they're looking down the you said you love aviators, chase down the aviators. That's <laughs> your new thing. Why Every time you see the aviators down the street, you say, I'm gonna go talk to my girl. <laughs> your boy who's like one out of one hundred, that guy that guy's very he's an optimist. He's an optimist. Yeah, but everybody talks about that one out of a hundred, not the ninety nine that don't that go nowhere. I guess that's true. Um you will remember the one out of the hundred. I will. You're right. I will. Because then we'll become friends, and then I'll see that person more often, and then I'll run into her and her girlfriends out at a patio. I'm with my dudes, all that kind of stuff. And I'm trying to play matchmaker because that's my game. I'm like, I'm trying to be Steve Nash at all times. And what are your numbers? Oh, I might like I'm. I've uh, I've introduced three of my boys to their wives. Three. Okay. Yeah. Our group is 11 dudes, so three, three and 11 is, well, I guess myself. Okay, so three of 10, I've introduced them to their wives. And, and sometimes I'm a pretty good wingman. Other times I am the worst wingman. I had a, one of my boys, I don't know if I should say his name on this podcast, but one time I went to play wing uh, for one of my boys, and he's like, yo, man, uh, got a couple, a couple girls coming back to, the, um, back to the, uh, the condo. Can you come with? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll wing. I get there, and uh, and my dude. So then he gives me the okay. So she's like a soft seven, and I don't know what the friend looks like. I'm like okay. So you always expect the friend's gonna be like a five, and in reverse, the girl is like okay. I'm gonna go see my. I, I, you know, I like this guy. We're gonna go have a little after party at his place. I don't know what the friend looks like. So the friend who's winging the girlfriend is probably like he's gonna be a five. And she would be right. So when they came over, everybody's cordial. And then within Milos, in a, it, within about 13 minutes, 
I fell asleep on the couch. The war, I'm the worst. And listen, maybe he shouldn't really be kicking it with a soft seven, but like after like 3.17 a.m., I mean, it's, it's time to go to work, you know? You're not building friendships at 3.17 a.m. I think there's too much philosophy in that game. <laughs> well, it's, it just takes the smile. It's just, <laughs> well, it sounds like you keep it simple. Okay, let's, okay one, one more question about uh, dope women, and this is also very serious. Uh, how hot is Heidi Klum in real life? She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, but give me like, like, is she a thirteen out of ten? A fourteen out of ten? Woman. Is that a she, fifteen out of ten? That, that's where I'll leave it. I think everybody knows that. The whole world is aware of that. Yeah, but we see her in photos. We see her in the, on the Victoria's Secrets, uh, the fashion show on the on the runway. Like she's one of the top five dead or alive all time, in my humble opinion. But you've met her in real life. Yeah, she's beautiful and she's really sweet and. Uh, she's, I think, more than anything, being beautiful, she's a good person. And I think that's that will take her a far away. And I think that's why she's been as successful and as as in the moment as she has. And um, it's good to see. Okay, so name me the woman who was beautiful but not very nice. That's a, that's a tough question. God, how, how many beautiful men, women have you met? Thousands. Um, Thousands. You're not a regular dude. You're a friend of mine, but you're a friend with very special privileges in life because of all your um, hard work and your talent. But I can't. I can't think of one. Off Come on, the head. man. Or maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just uh, too nice of a person. <laughs> too nice to see people's flaws. No, maybe too nice to mention people's. Flaws. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Fair. Uh, did uh, Heidi Klum? Does she smell like fresh, ba- freshly baked bread? Which is probably like in the top three greatest scents. On this um, earth. I don't eat gluten, so I don't know if uh, Shut up. gluten-free bread. Shut up. Good. So, so I can't, I can't, I can't comment on that one either. Yeah, but for, you, listen, before I even get into I, the gluten I, I thing, I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing a good job. I feel like Floyd Mayweather here, like uh, <laughs> rolling off the punches. Oh man, your your defensive game is 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 exceptional, dude. It's exceptional. The problem with me, if I was to get in a boxing ring, I think I'm too big and too easy to hit. <laughs> Yeah, Klitschko, uh, either Vladimir or um, Vitali. Vitali, thank you. Uh, oh yeah, you, you're you're going down in like the opening three or. F- I'm not rolling off those punches. I promise you that. No, yeah, they're gonna punch right through your defense. Exactly. Like a friggin' Terminator. Um, so wait, okay, tell me about this gluten thing, because you know when you were eight years old, you were eating sandwiches like the rest of us, friggin' uh, peanut butter and jelly. Like you had peanut butter on your sandwiches on top of your gluten. I was not introduced to be to that exact reference. I was not introduced to peanut butter and jelly until later in my life. I don't know why. What? Well, how late? Like and when I, you're like fifteen? I truly 15? regret that. I don't know. It just I guess the household I was raised in. I guess it wasn't something typical that came, and I never tried it until probably seventeen, eighteen, when I said, "Okay, I want to try this," <laughs> and I've, I I liked it now. But it's just something I've learned and something that I've realized to grow with and that I feel much better when I do follow that without gluten. I I avoid dairy as well. It's something very specific to me. There's no, by no means any way that it's the right answer for everybody, but something that has helped me. Are you kidding? Wait, so you don't eat cheese and bread? I don't eat cheese. I don't eat cheese when I shouldn't eat cheese. Wait, what does that mean? 
Um, I, I get close to a tournament. I don't eat cheese. Oh, I see. I see. The day I'm done the tournament, I fly home. I go for those chicken wings, and trust me, I do not hold back. <laughs> but, and you but, dip them in blue cheese, is what you're saying. Oh, I dip them in blue cheese. I dip them in any cheese possible that you can ever put on a chicken wing. <laughs> so how far out of a... Of oh, a and don't forget, the, cheese, uh, the chicken wings are breaded, too. Oh, yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm knocking out that gluten out of the park, too. <laughs> so it's a self-imposed ban uh, on on gluten and dairy as you're getting into tournament form or just it just is a form of discipline in order to make sure that you're 100 percent lean and just ready to go yeah it's not it's not even just tournaments training as well but i just to sort of free myself away from that psyche of i can't eat this this and this i have my days where it's like for the next five days forget about your dietary restrictions and enjoy what you want to enjoy and let your mind go when it comes to food I have that, but there is probably those 280 days of the year where it's, okay, what what should I, what should I not? And if I do need something for my, for my psyche, let's have a little bit of it, and that's about it. <laughs> Are you like that, like uh, famously Muhammad Ali, when he was training for a big fight, he would, for two months, he'd be like, no him, he's abstaining from, from his wives and I think Ali had five wives, four or five wives. At the same time? No, no, no. He wasn't a polygamist, okay. but it just over the course of time, like his that was his that was his vice. Like every 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 dude has a vice. Vincent Cassell, who's a, a an, an actor, he said, uh, "Good guys need to be a little dirty, otherwise they're just boring." So, like even good guys have a little dirt under their fingernails. So, question is, do you do you like the greatest one of the greatest athletes in the history of humankind? Do you also abstain when close to big events? No. <laughs> You're like, listen, I'm already cutting out cheese. I'm already cutting out pizza, bread, chicken, chicken wings, hey, all the good boxers stuff. Boxers fight three times a year, the best boxers in the world. <laughs> I'm playing 80 matches a year, 70 matches a year. That's fair. But boxers are getting beat up, though, dude. Like, physically punching. Like, have you ever been punching your kidneys? You've never been punching your kidneys. No. Right? And you probably never... How many times have you been punched in the face in your life? We have a tournament where we can't wear anything but white colors. You think we're fighting? <laughs> have you ever been punched in the face? You no. Never been punched in the... You've ever been in a fight? Not that I can recall. Dude, you've never been in a fight? I don't know. I, maybe I have been punched in the face. I don't know. Maybe I have. Well, you Who would knows? remember if you got punched in the face. Like, everybody remembers being punched in the face. Like, how often do you get no, punched in the I face? No, I did a good... I, I, I rolled it off, you know? So it just... It was smooth. It wasn't like a direct hit. Listen, no... There, there were no ropes, okay, in that in that schoolyard or that playground or that gym class. There were no ropes. You're not rolling no, off I was, any... I was good in school. God, you're it not You're not bobbing and school, weaving. I promise you that. <laughs> you're taking a shot. You're like... Like you're and it's and it's Canada, so you're getting jerseyed e either in grade nine or in grade eleven. Oh, no, school! I avoided all that. I was, hey, my schedule when it came down to school was six a.m. tennis, go to school. I actually would leave school around midday, go back to tennis, and do some more school online at night. So there was like with that schedule, there's no time for getting jerseyed. Hmm, that's pretty smart actually, and it's it's been paying off for you. That's that's not a bad look.
Yeah, but it wasn't the goal wasn't just not to get jersey. It was just like to make something else. <laughs> Obviously, it was to chase your dream and be one of the best exactly. in the world, which you're currently one of the best in the world. Hey, you were just in New York. Tell me about uh New York Fashion Week. Like what are the what are the, for, Yeah, but you've been in the, the past, week. haven't you? I know, but you've I know it's Fashion Week just ended, but like you haven't you been to New York Fashion Weeks? I haven't done a single show for Fashion Week. I've it's more just I, I don't think I've even been because when we have the Fashion Week or when they when New York has a fashion week, it's actually during the U.S. Open when we are there through the uh, beginning of September. Yeah, but there so are two. There not, are two. It's not really a time where it's the big tournament, you know. For us, it's uh, it's not when we're entertaining the entertaining the storylines of Fashion Week. Okay, obviously, when it's the U.S. Open, you're all about business, and you can't. You're not out there gallivanting the streets with a bunch of knuckleheads. Okay, so if 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 you haven't been to Fashion Week. Tell me about the uh, Fashion Week parties. I haven't done them. I actually have not done. I re- I just really want you to tell me that one one story. I just really want you to tell me that one story because uh, I don't I don't know I don't know that story <laughs> because the viewers the listeners aren't going to know this. But okay, this is this is just behind the curtains for the listeners. For like uh, Milos and I, we the first time we hung out was like a year and a half ago. We we're watching Andrew Wiggins. Well, not the first time. Actually, the first time we spent a lot of time together. We're watching Andrew Wiggins play. It was like the first game of the or the second game of the year. I think Kansas Kansas was playing Kentucky, I think, or Kansas was playing Duke, and Kentucky was playing North Carolina. It was you. It was Aaron Ward, uh, my friend Akil Augustine, and I. We're at Real Sports, and we're and for like three hours watching college basketball. And then I was like. I just bug people for stories because I love hearing stories and I love to live vicariously through other people. But you don't remember the greatest story of that night? What, with the the Federer Michael Jordan one? No, the one with my uh, with my friend Justin, with Aaron Ward. No, what was that one? The ring story. No, I don't remember that one. I remember the Federer the, Michael Jordan the, one, and I remember the, the other one. Championship ring that Aaron had from uh, for, with uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. You should just tell the story. Okay. So, Aaron's there with his ring, beautiful ring and everything, and I can't remember exactly who asked to see it, but it was passed around the table, and we, were, we all took a look at it. And my friend Justin, who, who will hear this podcast, and he's going to feel bad about me saying this story, but story happened, so it should be said. Um, he looks at the ring, he observes it, and he says, do they put all the goalies' names on everybody's ring? <laughs> Obviously, forgetting he was thinking of Cam Ward, but forgetting that that was Aaron Ward right in front of us. Right, he made right, that right, comment. right. And <laughs> that—that that is especially for him, for how big of a sports fanatic he is, and how much hockey he follows and everything. That—that that one hurts. That's—that's that's pretty funny. I, I, I remind him of that story all the time, but now I—now I, apparently I do it publicly. <laughs> but like. On every team, there are only two goalies, so it's not like there'd be like a, a plethora of goalies' names on every guy's ring anyway. There are only two goalies a team. There would only be like two extra names on the ring. That's really fun. I don't, I know, I don't remember that that part. Maybe it was in the bathroom or something because we were there for. And you I, were you, there. I remember. No, I was. No, you, I was the one that called him out on it. Oh, geez, I'm such a jerk. Oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. Um, I really want you to t- uh, see. I know you're see. I know you're playing. Don't play. Be Manny Pacquiao in this conversation. I don't want you to be Floyd. I'll be Floyd, and you be Pacquiao. Tell, okay, let's go. Tell me the Rolling Stone story. 
the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones. The, the, the night you were out with the, the dude from Rolling Stone magazine. What's that story? I'm actually uh, trying to remember the story right well, now. Okay. It was one of your nights in New York. And oh, okay. The... Yes. I remember the story. So the story <laughs> you wanted the story you wanted to hear about, um, my big thing, I believe it was in 2013, I wanted to really go to the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. Yes. And I think that's normal. God bless you. So I asked for tickets, and I wanted to take a friend of mine. So I took my friend, and it just ended up being, uh, there's really no story other than sort of what you expect. You go to the show. The show's only about 20 minutes. That thing goes by too fast. Um, you, You go to the after party, and you just see these beautiful women around, especially for a guy my height. All of them are like, eyeline height with heels on and that was pretty much it it was uh okay wait stop you know, right there was, stop right there it was that was it stop right and, there stop right you're, you're killing you're killing my high like 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 uh kendrick lamar says please don't kill my vibe you're killing my vibe right now that's i'm telling you that's that's where that Milos, story goes okay. it, was, it was it was a much you know people people when you have that opportunity when you think of it you're like yes i get to go to a victoria Secret. you're on such a high that you want things to happen and all this expectation it's that you never have the greatest nights the greatest memories when you have a high expectation those it just it doesn't allow things to happen and i guess that was one of those nights but obviously you can never complain about being in a room with those kind of beautiful women okay okay first of all you when you're at the show who who are some of the other celebrities that are at the show or or assorted extremely beautiful women um, I don't know who's exactly at the show. I, I I wouldn't be able to tell you. I'm not the guy that would know the celebrity list greatly, but I remember that show. Taylor Swift performed. Um, the Big World. I think that's say something song. That's where I heard it the first time, and I got hooked on it. And there was another performer. Um, like oh, Fall Out Boy performed. Okay, yeah. Okay, I I remember the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure you don't forget it, dude. I my I'm, I my my uh, deck is like PVR'd right now for the next one. Like it's that's how serious it is to me. Okay, so where where was the after party? Um, the after party was, I believe, what is now Tau there in New York in downtown. That's where the official after party was, and it was just it was very busy. You know, it's it, it's I think it's where everybody wanted to be in that moment. So it gets very very busy and very noisy very fast and i'm not i'm not the kind of person that's good in the that's good in nightclubs i i sort of uh try to abstain from those okay so you're okay but you're in this you're in this club there are beautiful women everywhere a bunch of there's some famous people there's some influencers there's a bunch of people in the fashion world that are that are at this party uh who's at this party that you're like oh man that's uh that's so and so like someone who's recognizable to you, you're like, oh man. Okay, um, DiCaprio was at the party. Of course obviously. he was. Just stop right there. Just stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. So he's a tennis fan. We t- we spoke a little bit. You and you and, and DiCaprio. Yeah. What'd you guys talk about? Tennis. And what else? That's it. That's all we talked about. Wait, he's gonna talk about your friggin' ground game, your backhand? No, he wasn't. He wasn't giving me tips. We were just talking about how he enjoys tennis. And then what? That's it. What do you mean, and that's it? I don't think Leo wanted to give me all his time. 
Well, who, who was around you guys? It wasn't just you two guys huddle, you know, at the at the sink in the bathroom where you guys were just like sitting on bar stools. Like, who else is around? And where where like where were you physically in the place? In a booth, or were you guys no, in passing? It was like, it was like it was, there was it was a weird setup. So there was like benches on the outside, and it was pretty empty in the center for I guess traffic to move around, and sort of went up uh, to a friend that was close to him. And just was speaking with him and just somehow got into a conversation with him. And he just asked me about tennis, where I'm playing next and that kind of stuff. And he told me how he's been to the French Open many times, how he always goes to the U.S. Open. And that was pretty much it. There was a, I guess there wasn't a really great big story to it. Was DiCaprio standing on a lady pyramid when he was talking to you? Uh Maybe I think he was, but if you ask me, out of reality, is that possible? I don't think he was. <laughs> was he? Was he? Was there? A, was there a throng of women just around him? Just like it was, no, all, it was like, were, was he wearing women quiet. like clothes? It was pretty quiet. I believe he was there with uh, his girlfriend at the time, so I think it was pretty quiet. Which one was that one? The a South African chick? No, I think at that point it was a German girl. Who? Who? who who's the one I'm thinking? Bahati or whatever? Who am I thinking of? No, I think that's the one that's married to Adam Levine. Yeah, but wasn't that DiCaprio's girl first? Weren't they all? I know, right? I mean, damn, dude. Like, I, I, I sent out a tweet, like, the, last year's Victoria's Secret show. I'm like, we all, sports fans, we're drafting our fantasy teams, like, on a computer. DiCaprio, DiCaprio's drafting his fantasy team from the Victoria's Secret's fashion show in real life. That's how that's how gangster he is. And and he is playing against nobody. Yes, that's right. That's right. Like that's crazy. He is in such a high atmosphere that he has no opponents. It's like and cuz all the super the other all, the other guys in his stratosphere, Beckham, Cristiano, the other kings of earth. I like to call them kings of earth. The kings of earth are as follows. Chris, Ronaldo, David Beckham, uh Tom Brady, George Clooney, Matt Damon, um, I probably put Will Smith as one of the, in the one of the kings of Earth, and that's like, and that's pretty much it. Like I don't even know if. Hmm. Trying, Johnny Depp. Hmm. Johnny Depp. Ooh. I don't know if he's one of the kings of Earth. Like I know he has like an island or something in France or Italy or something. He like lives a, uh, but uh. And he's extremely like the the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, like a five billion dollar franchise, which he I'm sure he got paid handsomely for that. But I don't know if he's one of the kings of Earth. Maybe he was at a time, but he's just not really. But maybe as one of the kings of Earth, you're not supposed to be accessible, much like Leonardo Jordan. DiCaprio. Oh, MJ. Yeah, what am I talking about? Michael Jordan. LeBron. No, LeBron's not there yet. Michael Jordan, one thousand percent, is there. Uh, I don't know if Kobe's one of the kings of earth. Tiger, Tiger was one of the kings of earth. Yeah, but what makes uh, Tiger was one of the kings of earth? But what if we're going by when you say no to uh, Kobe, to Kobe and LeBron, you're going by results as basketball players, correct? Yeah, but that's what puts you in the different stratosphere. Yeah, but David Beckham didn't have necessarily the results that some other soccer players have had. What, but David Beckham plays. He was the most famous person in the most in the biggest sport in the world. 
No, I'm just saying which caliber we're using here. Okay, but okay, but soccer players, they're on a different level. Basketball is the second most, uh, I think, popular sport in the world. But like soccer. Muhammad is, Ali. Oh, obviously he was, but yeah, like in in this, but actually, you know, people didn't like Muhammad Ali. They they didn't, they didn't like, like him like in this. Him, but, no, it wasn't. It wasn't until but, after his career, which people started to like and uh, like Muhammad Ali, because people don't like. Well, he was he was known as the Louisville Lip when he was coming up, and he's like super brash. Obviously, you know, super brash, super confident, never stopped talking, but he backed it up. But nobody liked him. It's a different climate in the '60s. And in, like, yeah. 64, when he knocks out Sonny Liston, and I'm the king of the world, I'm only 22 years old, I'm pretty, I'm a bad man, all that stuff was amazing. But, um, you know, uh, there were eras, like, in the 80s, I'd say Eddie, uh, Sly Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, those were your kings of earth. Like, those dudes could just go anywhere on earth and just be treated like gods. My, uh, Mike Tyson, he was one of the kings of earth. Probably... Most tragic kings of earth. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, Mike Tyson. Yeah, absolutely. I read that book. It's a great book. Which though Tyson, yeah, it's it's raw, man. He's the he's the most honest athlete in the world. I wish you were like Mike Tyson in this podcast. <laughs> so is that is that the most is that like the wildest or the most celebrity filled party that you've attended? Or is there uh... is there a party that had like even more I mean that one didn't seem very wild. That seemed like there's a lot of people. Yeah, but it wasn't a lot like of people. I, I don't know. I just I guess I guess when it's so so attended like that, it doesn't get too out of hand. Uh, I went to an Oscar party, uh, uh, let's say about a year ago this time. That was very celebrity filled. I remember there was a bunch of people there from uh, Ben Affleck to Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, everybody, Sean Penn, Charlize Theron. There was all these people. All these people you see around you, like, but it's, uh, I don't know, just everybody seems so human in that moment. Right. Well, because, well, they are humans and you're amongst your peers. So like, and you're just, you're a, you're a kid from Canada, but you know, you have, because of your talent and your unbelievable hard work, it, that puts you in that room. Was it, do you remember which, uh, like which magazine or which, you know, company? I think it was party? one of the agencies. I can't remember exactly. Oh, so like one. CAA or, are you rep by yeah. CAA? Yes, yeah, CAA represents me. Okay, so that's probably the CAA party, which has like friggin' everybody. It's either yeah, it's, it could have been, yes. That's how. Yeah, you know, you know the awesome thing about like about like CAA or those. That's how like some dudes get to meet other like starlets. It's like their agents do the do the connecting, and then all of a sudden, isn't that a little bit the wrong way? Right. Yes, it's right. It's not the the normal everyday way not the where way you you know you, when you look back you see that girl with a smile and you think you should go chase. <laughs> Listen, it's definitely not how it was in high school. We go to the mall, we end up at the but Foot Locker. Is nowadays, everything's done over social media nowadays. A lot of it is, but you still how meet many pe- people? How many people actually meet in real life street, at a bar, um, at a sports venue, whatever? Hmm, that's a good question. That's a good question. I'm I'm sure the numbers are are falling because, you know, everybody everybody now now the way to do it is you inappropriate what we call nowadays creep to the other person <laughs> on social media, which is just a very light form, I guess, of stalking. <laughs> creep on. Do you call Instagram the gram or do you call it IG? I call it Instagram. Insta- oh, okay, so you get Instagram. Okay, I call IG or every once in a while the gram. But yeah, there's creepy on IG. So what do you call Twitter? 
I just call it Twitter. Just Twitter. Okay. Twitter doesn't have like a cool like uh, abbreviation. And then there's like I'm kind of getting into Cyberdust, but I'm not like Cyberdust. I'm not really fully into. Are you Are you on Cyberdust? I have no idea what I've, that's. This is the first time I'm hearing those words. Two Cy- words, or is it supposed to, uh, one word? It's It's two words. Cyberdust is like Snapchat. Okay. Um, but you, but cyber, I guess in Snapchat, you can communicate with someone. You can like send messages and stuff like text if you want to open up a conversation, but Snapchat, Snapchat has a lot of potential, but it kind of sucks. Cause it's not you like dudes have a certain, as you were saying, a high, we like, if you're going to a Victoria's Secrets after party, you have a high expectation. Guys have a high expectation for their experiences on Snapchat and it never materializes. It's like, it's like batting one for 100 on Snapchat. I think Snapchat, the most incredible thing to me is uh, there was a, a few years ago, I think there was offers that it was going to be sold for a couple billion dollars. And the, pers- uh, the the founder wasn't selling it. And I think I was just wondering to myself, how can this go any further? This form of naughty texting. Pretty much. <laughs> um, how can this go any further? And it's incredible that it has gone further and much, much further. Yeah, I, I think it's valued in the like, like the double digit billions with a B now. Like, even, like the guy, like I don't think it's quite as uh, high as what WhatsApp sold. I think Facebook bought it for nineteen billion, which is just insane. Who doesn't have WhatsApp on their phone? I know, right? Yeah, like WhatsApp must have a ginormous database of users and information. Yeah. Uh, and and we have no idea how it's being collected or being data mined or whatever. But yeah, like so, nineteen billion and like Snapchat. Like now, brands are getting involved and people are like looking at Snapchat stories. And they generally the Snapchat stories that you get from people. And I've I've had this conversation on this podcast before. They generally suck. It's it's like it's um. What did I see this weekend? I saw a girl dancing in her kitchen. Some now I'm seeing girls just snap like just recording. Like their life, so like it, they're at they're at dinner with some friends, so they'll just pan like to see who's at the table. Or another one I saw, or a girl sent me today was just it's just her roommate across the room, and her roommate's on her bo- like sitting down, and she's going through her drawer deciding what she's gonna wear tomorrow. And then at like the last second, she turns. It's like, are you video again? And then just cut. So it's like it's almost like people are creeping on other people in their Snapchat stories. I don't know where it's you, going. You go. only open Snapchats from women. Uh, only yeah, yes. That's how Except, your storyline is going. That's why I'm just asking. Yeah, so there are, there are only two guys who I open their Snapchats. My boy Steve Chan and uh, Nazim Kadri. These are the only two dudes I open their Snapchats. If you want to send me one when you're at one of these parties, which I know you would never I don't do, use Snapchat. Because yeah, well you but you hardly ever use your phone. Like even when you post stuff on Instagram, it's like the it's like the Associated Press. Like it's a an action shot where you're just killing a a, a serve at 144 miles an hour, like you were doing against. Uh, who's you don't your like my Instagram? No, I do, but it's not. They're never. It's not from your phone. It's like you take. You have these um like these sick action shots of you. That's what it's it's. Uh... Amazing shots I'll see on my Twitter. Yes. Listen, I think they're dope. I can't I think... really take photos of myself playing, right? That would be No, dope. but like other parts of your life. Or if you just do it for me, your boy Cab, when you're at you're in one of these rooms, or yeah, and it's like a hey, you're you're standing next to Adriana Lima, who's also top five dead or alive. And you're like, you know what? It would mean a lot to a friend of mine if I could just uh take a photo. And you send that to me and I'll be like, and my my um, level of hatred 
for your good looks, your talent, and your and your ability will grow even higher. Next time I see you in person, I'm going to be the one taking a shot at you, and I'll put that up. <laughs> no, because your users are going to be like, and all, what? I'll, all I'll put is top five. <laughs> And I'll let I'll I'll let people just reference. No, it's it a bit. listen. It's better if it's better if you're standing with Adriana Lima, because then you and then because then like then you have like the dudes who just give you utmost respect, and so will the women, because women they obviously think you're handsome. But isn't it wrong nowadays that people give you utmost respect because of who you stand beside? Ooh, that's a good one. But you're in the company. How? But no, because if you're with like if you meet the president of the United States. Like, yes. that's, like, obviously the world's most powerful man. That's like, whoa, that's, like, that's not something that people get to experience or a person they get to experience every day. Like, that's pretty huge. Or even even our, our own prime minister, uh, Prime Minister Harper. That's that's pretty cool. Or if you're, if you're you know, if for some reason you're in England and you get to meet, um, um, uh, oh, my gosh. The who queen? Was, right, the queen. I was going to say uh, because um, Eddie Redmayne just won the Oscar for um, – uh, the theory of everything. Stephen Hawking. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I, I couldn't remember uh, the most brilliant man of our time's name. But if you meet Stephen Hawking, let's say that would be a dope photo. Like that's sick. I completely sick. agree. I completely agree. The t- photo will be dope, but that doesn't mean that person is dope. That's oh, dope by proxy. He's dope by proxy, or she is dope by proxy by standing next to that person. Yes. But okay, but the, per- the but the story to get next to that person might be cool. That might be dope, but if not, then but it may not be. It might just these be like people walk down the street. President Obama is not walking anywhere. He's, He's being... not walking down the street. But no, I'm nor sure is the a queen. Where you can bump into him? <laughs> what you may, like? Maybe maybe if you if you work for the press, if you work for the Washington Post, you might be able to. But like an average person, selfies are overvalued. Selfies. That's where most of these photos come from. Hmm. Hmm. I think to me, it's crazy that people that are let's say insta famous nowadays oh man and are 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 probably some of the most famous people in the world to the younger generation yes to the millennials and you're a millennial it's it's your generation you're speaking to yeah and we've seen thousands of those women on instagram they are dope like clearly in the gym grinding it out burning 100k cows every and and maybe not eating or whatever but obviously taking proper care of their bodies and then there's those girls like jen selter who's just doing squats she's doing squats right now lunges like like and, and jump squats just getting that yeah, but then there's the people that will show off that um they went on their on a jet you know and that's yes. their whole thing super lame that's super lame that's right. I, you know i kind of i kind of have a dis I, a dislike for people that are famous by proxy. So it's a it's a dude in someone's crew that's like, oh, and they have 90,000 followers on Instagram because they hang out with somebody. That is, that's kind of, because it's not because of their own skill and talent. It's because of who they're with. That's, you know, so I agree with you on that regard. Yeah, but there's also the part of the, uh, just because you have a photo of yourself in the gym doesn't mean you go to the gym. Well, you do go to the gym, doesn't mean you work out. Also true. I have a friend that does that. He posts selfies like at the beginning of his workout, like, and he's fully, he's one of these dudes that's like really brand conscious. Like, so he's like, he's got the Nike headband and then the Nike dry fit shirt. And then, the, and then like the matching sneakers and the matching, like a whole kit. He's like a soccer player with a friggin' whole kit. 
and in the gym. And I, I kind of call him, I call him a 12-year-old girl. I won't say his name on this podcast, but if any of my friends know me, they know the person I'm talking about. And he's one of those dudes, like a 12-year-old girl. Yeah, but it's that's, that to me is like hard. I understand it, and I understand where we are in the world and what is uh, dominating this world, but it's it's hard for me to see that we've allowed ourselves to accept that. If someone took a photo of you shirtless and you're flexing in the mirror or you're just flexing at the camera, not in the mirror, you're flexing at the camera, would your right arm be larger than your left arm like Rafael Nadal's left arm is bigger than his right arm? Yes. Would it really? Yeah, of course. I play with my right arm. I know, but like how much? But it doesn't seem like it on the court. Like you, when you, we, we, when we watch uh, Nadal dominate your your mentor, uh, uh, Roger Federer, uh, and at Roland Garros, like the dude's arm is kind of even curved. Like I don't know if you're much of a baseball guy, but there was a pitcher named Sandy Koufax, one of the greatest pitchers in the history of the game. His because he threw this like violent uh, curveball with his left. His arm is like I believe it can't. He can't extend it completely straight because of how the velocity is to throw pitches and that particular kind of pitch, the the damage or the the torque it would put on his arm. So we see Rafa, you know, bouncing the ball and then serving and then and his his left arm is like almost like the dude in that what was that M Night Shyamalan movie where the guy had one arm that was huge, um, the one with Oh Lady in the Water. Do you remember that one? No, I haven't seen that movie. It's okay. But anyway, one guy has a like a Popeye arm, and then the other arm's like normal. So, so wait, so is it is it like considerably bigger your right arm than your left arm? Slightly bigger? What do you think? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I haven't really stepped up in front of the mirror and well, this, compared well, the two. But I, there is a difference. I promise you. That. <laughs> well, listen. Have like your friend Justin. Have Justin in the summertime when you're back in TO for six days. Like you, you spend like less than three weeks in Toronto. I bet when the next time you see Justin, he's in. Just do that at you know at a, at a house party or whatever, and just you flex. Put that on. Just put that on Instagram and just the caption is, "Can you see the difference?" I think the only difference that people will see is you won't see me wearing the sleeve. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We've never seen that naked right arm ever. <laughs> Who knows? It might be. It might be the size of uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock's right arm. Who knows? Could you imagine, man? You just well, then you're then the velocity of your serves would like break like one seventy five, two hundred by the time you get to. Uh, if my arm was that Queens. big, I don't think I'd have the back strength to lift my arm over my head. I think I'd be in trouble. <laughs> You'd be one punching guys from here to Munich. I was on Wired. Uh, I love that. I love that magazine, and they just redesigned their website. And I'm looking at this Aston Martin. Okay, it's called the Vulcan, 800 horsepower, V12, 2.3 million dollars. Aston Martin's going to build 24 of these cars. All right. Don't put me on that list. Who? Okay. Well, who do you know personally that's in your phone? that could buy one of those Aston Martins without even blinking? I don't think that person would be in my phone. But there are people, and there are people. You know what? There are only 24 going to be made, but there's probably going to be over 2,000 people fighting to be on that 24 list. Yeah, that's called uh, And I'm just not a car guy, so I, I don't understand it. For me, you, you know, you step out there. I think for myself... The most incredible car out there right now. Uh, like, And I've said it to my friend when I saw it for the first time in San Jose. I think it was in 2012. 
is a Tesla. Yeah. The Model S. I think that car is the most phenomenal car in this world. And it's more than enough anybody could need. It's got everything you want. It's good for this world. It's simplified everything, but yet it's given everybody the dosage of technology that we've gotten used to. And I think that's pretty incredible. It's Anything a, over that for me is like, why? That's my question. Okay. It's a beautiful, it's a beautifully designed uh, piece of technology. It is, it's a beautiful car. Do you, do, a, have you? Yeah, that's what it is. It's a, it's a piece of technology. It's not a car. It's, I think it's just a step forward. But like, if you ask me about $2.3 million for a car, is that what you said? $2.3 million? Yeah. Yeah. The, the Aston Martin Vulcan. Yeah, like, um, I know people that would step up to the line for who? that. Who? I asked you, who's in your phone? Tell me who's in your phone. People that probably don't want to be mentioned in that, in that, <laughs> in that sentence. Have you rewarded yourself, or when will you reward, reward yourself, if you have not yet, with a Tesla? Um, what has to happen? I think I'd have to be in one place for a lengthy period of time for me it doesn't make sense why why own a car i guess because you're never you're you're you bounce from city to city every week or every two weeks you're somewhere yeah, so else in just, the world i think that that for me is the biggest the biggest factor but uh outside of that i think uh there'll be a, there'll be ways for me to reward myself let me just achieve the goals i want to achieve and uh i'll think about that later don't put the carriage in front of the horse <laughs> I love your I love your game and I love your grind. I'm just gonna throw this out there. You're gonna win four tournaments this year, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's more than four. But let's. I'm just gonna four. I'm a one co- of the right one. Oh yeah, we're on a good track, right? Yeah, one of the big ones. One of the big ones. Um, Milos, you're a, you're a gem. You're a gem, and your defense is a very impressive. I did not think I, I was gonna I get Floyd. Seven and zero, or what is it? Forty eight and zero. He's forty seven and zero. He's got two fights with Manny Pacquiao. Like Why two fights? Because oh, so they, they, they've already, two? yeah, they've they've signed for the rematch. And and I think the estimates are like 110 million or to 130 million for the first fight for Floyd Mayweather. The guy's 38, having the biggest payday of his career at 38. He's absolutely brilliant. Although I think he's been he's been ducking Manny Pacquiao his whole career. But as far as a businessman goes, he's brilliant. Like you can't name anybody else other than an actor who gets a payday of a hundred over a hundred million dollars this late into their career, or pay with that big. Period. It's it's un it's unbelievable. It's unfathomable that 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 kind of wealth and that kind of business acumen. Who are you rooting for? It is. It's it's impressive, and it'll be interesting. I'm sure many people have already booked their ways. To Las Vegas on Oh no no, May they're 2nd. watching on pay per view. Dude, it's like Super Bowl prices. Like five thousand bucks a ticket. It's gonna be it's disgusting. There's like only the super rich are can afford to go to that. And and then like the you know And the, then they're gonna put twenty four twenty four Aston Martins in the lottery bag for those people. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Hey, lastly, May second is when Pacquiao and, and Mayweather fight. Where will you be watching the fight and who will you root for? I will not watch the fight. Why? May 2nd. Where are you going to be May 2nd? I know 2nd? I'm in Europe that time, so okay. that's going to put me at like 6 in the morning. Okay. So I will not watch that fight. And I will root for... I will root for Floyd Mayweather. Okay. 
You heard not because of the person, because of the athlete. The legacy. The legacy. I think that's pretty – it's impressive what he's done. Yes, there's the whole thing of uh, against two and so forth, but in that sport where it just takes one flaw and you're done. One mistake, yeah. Oh, yeah. One mistake, one moment, and you're done. To avoid that 47 times like he has so far, to keep that going for 40 pretty- – 49 potentially is beyond something you know it's uh he it's not like he was picking the guys up off the streets who he's fighting he's still fighting the best boxers in the world every time that's true except for one which he will on may 2nd on yeah. uh on instagram or ig or the gram it's m roundich m-r-a-o-n-i-c and on uh twitter is it just is it milos roundich or is it also yes, m- milos roundich milos roundich on uh twitter to follow his adventures He's a very handsome dude, ladies. You, you see by his pics on Instagram, and that's where women spend a lot of their time when they're just on their phone is Instagram. So I'm is sure. It, is it called uh, creeping or? <laughs> for women, I don't talking. know. I don't think I don't think women get the same attributes for the si- similar activities. Like for dudes, we're creepers. For women, I don't even know. That's a that's a great question. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask uh, my girl that question. Like, what is it called when? Maybe it is creeping. But... I think the double tap is one of the biggest violations. In- in uh, in the world right now, the double okay. Before I go, you have to explain what, you, what that means. The double tap, like the when double tap on someone's picture and then the heart comes up. Yes. Why is that a violation? What do you mean? That's a violation because people judge you for a double tap. Oh, how many likes you have on a particular photo? They judge how many likes you have. Whose photos you're liking? Who's liking your photos? Oh, they didn't like your photo. I'm gonna unfollow that person for not unliking. Oh, that person unfollowed me. I'm gonna unfollow that person. Yeah, it's very psychological. It's the it's the world we live in. There's a great article in Vanity Fair about that. It came out like a year ago um, about how millennials um, seek but it's validation. Not millennials, it's people beyond that. People, yeah, there's sure. many generations that are involved in this. It's in the this no man. It's the millennials and Generation X. Just those two generations. It's your generation and the guys just a little bit older than you. Or people. It's not just a little bit older than me. Right. It is. Let's just agree to disagree then. How old is uh how old is uh I'm trying to think right now, who's big in, in the social media world? You have people that are older. You have many age groups. No, I think it's like just, someone it's mainly dominated by my generation, yes. Yes, like like well like Kim Kardashian is a generation X. She's or she might even be considered a millennial. No, like generation X, and she's like thirty. They, you know, there's the Kardashian, Gaga, Katy Perry. They're all around the same age. Kanye. Kanye's Kanye's 37, so he's a Generation X. There's not many like you're talking about like someone in their 40s or 50s that has a huge social media presence. I can't think of the person other than President Barack Obama, but that's his staff that's that's running that. Like I, I can't think of an artist or um, or an entertainer. That has that kind of. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's like someone who's listening is like, oh, so and so, you idiot. But right now, off the top of my head, I can't think of that person. Who that person is? Neither can I. And I'm gonna remember that, and I'm gonna be like, how did I not? <laughs> we'll text each other after this. Sounds good. Hey, man. Uh, pleasure speaking with you, man. And I look forward to hanging out again with you. And uh, good luck at the Davis Cup, and you know the other 70 events you have this year. Or not 70, 40. You too, my dude. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to Milos Raonic on the Subway Fresh Take Hotline. 
This was Cabby Presents, the podcast. Oh, yeah.